0: Allie, the way that my mouth is agape <laughs> right now. For those of you at home listening, welcome. Thank you for joining us. We are so grateful to have you back here each and On every Wednesday.
1: Episode of Home Improvement.
0: We would like to issue a retraction. Last week, we said we're not scientists, we're comedy podcast hosts.
1: But this week,
0: we are scientists.
1: We just had a Breakthrough discovery
0: I'll say also, I don't understand electricity. electricity. I don't understand or electricity. Call me out, Allie <laughs> <laughs> Fans love it Or watts or volts. I just know it's the reason we can do anything, and if you make it angry, it will hurt you. Yes. But I just went walking around this studio, and it's not a massive studio, with my microphone like it was a metal detector, because we've just discovered something that I guess anybody who routinely works with microphones probably knows about, but like phantom frequencies or like phantom interference from electricity.
1: What you don't know can hurt you. (laughs) And it's like, well, it's kind of what we've been talking about on this podcast is like, radio waves, invisible waves, like electromagnetic waves, like just because you can't see them doesn't mean they aren't there. And, and you know what can see it? The microphone. Yeah. Wow. The microphone was literally, it was like lighting up like a fucking Christmas tree when pointed at one direction. It was like
0: poltergeist. It was like there, are here.
1: The buzzing was coming from inside the house. We thought we had to replace these microphones. No, we just had to change the direction they were facing and all of the interference met magically disappeared and it just begs the question what the fuck is behind that wall?
0: Yeah, I mean it's also like, you know, trying to find an invisible needle in an invisible haystack that happens to be like in the quantum realm or something.
1: We really used our thinking caps there though.
0: Wow. It went from retraction issued. We, case closed, we are scientists. We are
1: officially, we've got, we've been peer reviewed by each other. I mean my god. And peep our article in next year's Scientific American. Yeah. Because You can go wow. ahead
0: and withdraw all of your submissions for the Nobel Prize. Now we will be taking
1: we it. We will go. be taking it. Out. I, of course, How? will not be getting any credit because I'm a woman. <laughs> mm. And Brett, my I AI, I would share credit with you. It's actually it's actually performance art. It's kind of like a Marina Abramovich mm-hmm. move, where like I actually did all the work, but I will be having my AI taking the award, represent you on yeah. the stage, exactly. Or it's kind of like Marlon Brando at the Oscars, yes. fucking rock star, actually, mm-hmm. but Bef- ahead of his time. So, but ahead also, of his time. but also like way overdue, <laughs> you know, like hundreds of years overdue. Well, a-
0: ahead of his time for what society was doing at the time. Absolutely, I know what you mean. I know but what you, you know. know.
1: I mean. You know what I mean because I programmed you. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I love my inventions; they always agree with me. Anyway,
0: anyway, how has your week been? I see you uh, are working on the biggest can of Red Bull I've ever seen. Ah. Ooh, I missed that.
1: Baby, Mama's got a twelve ounce. Oh tonight. my god,
0: that's a massive can.
1: It's nine thirty at night. <laughs>
0: oh my god
1: what better i'm gonna need all the energy i can get
0: well i know what we're doing tonight what drag race oh i can't we're just wait. we're gonna stay up the all new night. season you're not gonna sleep
1: i've never watched a season of drag race live i've only ever watched it you know
0: Oh, like way after the fact. Yes. Yeah. So It's really fun. And I didn't
1: even realize I was watching a live season when I watched that episode. So I didn't realize until I was like scrolling Instagram. Oh, right. And the memes were just like all from the latest episodes. You better
0: walk that fucking duck. You
1: better walk that. But yeah, exactly. Amazing. What about you? How are you?
0: I'm back in LA. I'm finally yeah. over the jet lag.
1: Are you glad to be not in New York?
0: I have such an aversion to flying i'm not afraid of flying i just i hate being stuck
1: yeah what is it for you in
0: such like a tiny captive environment is it claustrophobia? for so long it's not even claustrophobia it's just that i don't have the option to do anything else
1: is it like restlessness
0: no because like i didn't even turn the screen on you know what i mean like in I, a word i don't know if there's a word for it on we <laughs>
1: Wait, I had another question for you. I saw a tweeter post, a tweet, and it was, you're an action figure. Okay. What are your two accessories that you come with?
0: Ooh. Well, one is a little action figure-sized jewel.
1: Okay, Or like another
0: type of nicotine babe. Doesn't have to be a jewel, though I prefer those. Secondly, like I don't want to say iPhone.
1: Right, because that's not like iconic. Or like, why don't you tell me what mine is and I'll tell you what yours is.
0: Yours? I mean, one is obviously a Red Bull.
1: Oh! That's so good. And you know what the other one is? Say it with me. One, two, three. The three body The three body problem. problem. <laughs> Like, what else do I am I? People are like, what are you reading lately? And I'm like, um, are you kidding? Well, I was like, I'm only reading the three behind. I rows.
0: only exist in Sishin Lu's universe. I mean, it's a good one. This is my life. But it is my life.
1: I still, I was invited back to that book club that we talked about. I think like episode one. huh. I still haven't read a book for no, it. Allie. And I didn't go. And I want to go. But you keep going. They're cool girls. No, I don't go. Oh, because okay. even though they only talk about the book that they read for book club for about 15 minutes. What did they and do, the do for the, the of remainder it, of the time? Just talking shit. <laughs> and okay. you know, like talking industry, talking whatever, just like girling out, which I love doing. Fun. But
0: But also, like, why don't we just like stop pretending that to we read get. books and just like get no, together but and I,
1: I love talking about books. Like I love shitting on books. I love t- I love celebrating books. I love getting t- it just like brings me back to college. I feel like I got by senior year of college i realize class is way more fun when you read the book yes even though like you're still kind of bullshitting there's fun in bullshitting like there's fun in having actual like text-based opinions yes
0: as opposed to yeah i agree as opposed to just sort of like
1: thin air opinions. blindly
0: bullshitting your way through something <laughs> exactly yes, like
1: actually making a point that like kind of makes sense yeah. if you read the text yeah and like i feel like i really just got i, I was always really disappointed in class when i didn't read the book because i couldn't participate and i like participating yeah that's true so that's why i keep living in fear of the book club but i'll go i'm gonna read the next one i keep saying it this time i mean it i'm gonna read the next one
0: i'll believe it when i see it
1: i'll read it when this season of radar peak is over yeah
0: when i release you from from your contract for end of season hiatus my blood contract yeah
1: anyways should we play big if true
0: I have been so looking forward to Big If True. I, it was such a fun thing to do last week and to introduce. Just a reminder, if you have come across science stories that might just sort of be like maybe a little misleading, maybe a little clickbaity, maybe, maybe a, little a little true, too good to be true, but not false, send them to us. because yeah. We would love to talk about them.
1: Whether you're sure, unsure, completely certain,
0: or just want to stir the pot honestly. <laughs> send it in email Let's, us yeah let us talk about RP-pod
1: it at gmail but on this week
0: i want you to go first yeah
1: mm, yeah mm, yeah okay on this week's big if true both of my articles well okay i had two one of um, let me start over okay scientists propose a new faster method of interstellar space travel. Okay. Have you seen this? I have In not. In the news? In newsies? I have not. So this comes from our little friends over at
0: Voss News. <laughs> work.
1: And it's Motherboard, you know, their tech subsidiary. Mm-hmm. And basically this was written by Becky Ferreira. She's honestly the queen of Motherboard advice. She writes everything. So work, Becky. Becky, we're gonna tag you because shout out you're you're doing the work. You're we reading stand. these scientific articles and you're boiling them down for people to read so well and i want to just say
0: i wonder how much hate becky gets for the job she's doing
1: i wonder becky tell us are they mean to you or are people just like wow great job
0: because they better not be mean to you
1: no but i don't think they are because becky's just spitting facts like becky wrote another um article called government scientists discover entirely new kind of quantum entanglement breakthrough Ooh. it is one of the best and like clearest written articles i would say for the layman on quantum entanglement oh, she just okay. like defines it so simply i kind of want to go back to that and just give an overview of that article just because I was like, wow, Becky Ferreira, you're Let's killing me. let do
0: that her. on Patreon. If you like that, come see us on Patreon and we'll be talking about that I'll literally read there. Becky's article. Yeah.
1: I was like a bedtime story. We should do a bedtime story. A
0: quantum bedtime story.
1: Yes! So anyway, scientists, capital S, scientists. Yeah,
0: big science.
1: Big science. Have... Propose a dazzling new mission to travel to the stars. This, like, concept mission, this interstellar concept mission, as he okay. writes, would harness shifting winds generated by the sun.
0: Okay, solar winds. We just yes, talked about that last week. We
1: did. In order to accelerate a spacecraft to as much as 2% of the speed of light
0: well, okay. within
1: two years, allowing it to soar into the vast expanse beyond our solar system.
0: Okay, so interesting. Does that mean that they're using like, a, I'm assuming that's like with a solar sail to be the physical thing that catches like the momentum from the moving solar particles?
1: So apparently this much faster spacecraft that has been like conceived is modeled after certain seabirds and oh. the way that seabirds will catch, you know. Like
0: thermals? Yes. Wow.
1: So like albatrosses, they're kind of em- big boys yeah and so they're trying to mimic this quote-unquote dynamic soaring maneuver that seabirds use to gain momentum wow and by using solar wind which is a stream of charged particles emitted by the sun which creates a bubble around the solar system called the heliosphere Mm -hmm. so this team is like this new concept for spacecraft propulsion invokes dynamic soaring they think it makes it feasible for a vehicle to achieve a velocity approaching two percent of the speed of light wow after a year and a half
0: so literally like
1: in flight i guess
0: surfing the waves of space time
1: yeah isn't that fucking sick
0: righteous
1: so yeah big if true big if it happens that's cool shout out to uh mcgill university come on mcgill beer heading where are they canada my sister's alma mater actually
0: oh wow we're
1: canadian well she's canadian silky no what should her code name be big art artie 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 and silky are my sisters
0: okay so it's artie's alma mater
1: it's my older sister artie's alma mater and she went for cheap 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 because she's canadian work but I'm not. So pretty sick, right? What's your big if true, Brett?
0: This is one that's a little more conjecture. And, you know, I've said before, I want to believe, but I also am not afraid to stand corrected. You may know that in the past two years on Capitol Hill at Congress, there have been specific hearings under the guise of it being a UAP task force. And we actually spoke about it on the pod, like kind of early on about how, I mean, it all started because that that logo right. was posted that had the UFO in it erroneously quote-unquote but an entirely new division of the intelligence wing i guess has been formed that is purely going to be collecting information on uap sightings and witness reports
1: hot and that's true
0: that's true okay. i mean that's under, that much is true that's under the office of the director of national intelligence odni
1: we love that. Is the
0: the department that's, okay. that's odney that's odney shout out to odney shout out to odney you're doing our lord's
1: our Lord's work,
0: work. So work. The That office, as directed by the ODNI, was and is bound by certain deadlines that are set by Congress to release their findings in ways that are applicable to people with security clearances and then also release them in ways that are applicable to people like you and me who will never a day in our life see a security clearance. Right. This report was released and largely...
1: Redacted.
0: Largely it said like a whole lot of nothing. It said like, Got We've it. gotten like, you know, in a surplus of 300 reports of UAP, which is the new official name for UFO. UFO. It's I love that. That's like aerial phenomena.
1: Unidentified aerial phenomena. I like that's like when STD turned to STI. Yeah. And at first I was like, what? what? Why are we changing it? And now I think about it and I'm like, it makes way more sense yeah. to call an STD an STI because a disease and an infection are very different things well
0: because also you think about it dis-ease is the condition infection is the cause
1: right and it's like you might not end up with the disease right but you might have the infection right. and that's what we're testing for when yeah. you get tested
0: yeah and get tested Odie and i released this report on on their findings you know since their founding on what they have found from witness reports from okay. other government testimony air force navy A summation da 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 anyway this past week and here's where i need you to take it with a a,
1: grain of maldon a
0: big three finger pinch of maldon salt can i get a hoya yeah for the maldon Hoya. But the former director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, this past week had an appearance on Fox News.
1: Okay, they love extraterrestrials. They love (laughs)
0: extraterrestrials because it allows them to talk about things without, like, actually talking about things that are like day to day affecting people. Right? You know, like it lets them sensational. I mean, like, no shame. I guess. I guess Don't even But I feel like A lot of the people On Fox News Who are like Talking heads Are also people Who probably believe In like Lizard people Right You know what I mean Like just Anyway John Ratcliffe Was on Fox News Being interviewed And he said Pretty sensationally too I might add Unlike the report That was released About UAP Which really said That like Ultimately Out of all the sightings That we've received Most if not all of them Can be attributed To drones can be attributed to runaway balloons can be attributed to otherwise rare but explainable atmospheric effects Uh but none of them were at all even like barely linked to extraterrestrials outside of our solar system type consciousness like anything like that right this man john Ratcliffe, goes on fox news and he says quote objects that demonstrate technologies that seem to defy the law of physics and capabilities that we don't have as the world's superpower are what we're actually seeing in these reports more or less
1: okay so these are in like the minority of reports is what you're saying
0: what he's saying is what the report says is a lie. He also said, our role in the federal government is to provide for the common defense and we can't do that if someone else has technologies that are better than what we have. He made these comments in response to a question about the U.S. government's new report, which if you want to read it, we can post it. There's a whole lot of nothing there, but it's the 2022 annual report on unidentified aerial phenomena. And in the report, it highlights about 250 new UAP reports since june of 2021 when they did their first preliminary assessment report so Mm -hmm. i mean that's a lot of sightings in about a year right that they're saying "Mm, there's not really like anything funny going on here and john ratcliffe the former director of this department is saying
1: under trump
0: under trump but is saying that in actuality these objects demonstrate technologies that seem to defy the laws of physics and have capabilities that we don't have as the world's superpower
1: right 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 okay listen huge grain of salt big big if true i love it i will say my new gen z friend that i was telling you about Mm -hmm. he was saying so he goes you know about the kardashev scale i was like Of course, bitch, do I? And so he was basically explaining the Kardashev scale Mm -hmm. to like the friends that we were sitting with, and we were just talking, you know, like what, how we're not even tier one civilization, yeah, like species
0: at most, like a point seven.
1: We have not harnessed the power of our own Earth, yeah, let alone our own Sun. And he goes, "Do you think that we've experienced first contact?" Mm. And I was like, first contact, as in like we've already been visited?" I was like, "Yeah," and he he was like, "I don't," and I was like, "Why?" And he. Said that he believed, well, basically, or he was like, listening, I forget who he was citing or whatever, but okay. someone was saying that essentially, someone reputable, but take that with a grain of salt, was saying that drones have been around since the 70s and in
0: their in their official like military application capacity right
1: and like usable and you know what i mean and that was now 50 years ago yeah and that technology the u.s military is so fucking advanced yes we actually have no idea what they have and all of the stuff that we think are uaps are in fact Like they seem to defy what we are capable of as a country, but in fact are exactly that. And it's just like shit that, you know, people aren't aware that we have the power to do, but it's actually not that insane.
0: I mean, that does make sense. Because I mean, if you think about it, for all of the videos that have been leaked, specifically that video called the gimbal video that was leaked from the United States Air Force pilot. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was the pilot who leaked it, but that's where the video was taken from inside the plane. And the video was kind of like like a spinning top but it moved so quickly that it was like almost kind of a miracle that the pilot was able to lock onto it with radar and actually get clear footage of it what better way to test like the actual forefront cutting edge of technology than on your own people and And how amazing to see them like see it and see and like be stumped and like maybe kind of terrified by Uh, it yeah
1: and this is healthy skepticism Racism, healthy yeah. skeptics advocate for people like us who want to believe. Yes, you know, and I want to believe, but I must say, John Ratcliffe, he went from being the most conservative member of the House of Representatives to being the director of National Intelligence under Donald Trump. So Correct. I really don't believe anything he says. But that's why we do this segment, Big of Truth. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Were you watching Fox News, Brett? No. <laughs> Where did you get served this information? Um, oh,
0: it was uh, during a commercial break on uh, Tucker Carlson.
1: Oh, got it. So you were watching Tucker Carlson. Yeah,
0: right after Greta Van Ancestrin.
1: That is so postmodern of you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> so ali you're gonna i mean we kind of left on like a little bit of a cliffhanger last week but not really so much cliffhanger more just like we just stopped in the middle of the chapter Ye wenji against all the advice of her superiors just sent out a message into the void using the power of our sun as a star-sized radio antenna amplifier
1: that's right message
0: goes to the stars and message comes back she receives the message do not answer do not answer Please, for the love of God, do not answer.
1: And you know what that had me thinking? What? Three-Body Problem, the musical.
0: Oh. <laughs> I mean,
1: if you're C. Shen Liu and you're hearing this and you're like, honestly, not, no. Hit us up. We'll write the musical. We'll write the book. But I was like, do not answer, do not answer, do not answer is the Act 2 song break where you go for intermission and spend $40 on- Yeah, the-
0: that's the end of Act 1. Yeah, a 100%. Exactly. It's and defying it, gravity like- for Three-Body.
1: <laughs> when you're working at Tsinghua you in 1960. 19- I like this idea. Struggle session, struggle session, do you believe in the Red God? Do you worship Mao Zedong? Struggle session, struggle... And then, and then, I was kind of vibing. i What, did, kind of like what are the other? Over. I know you didn't cut me off. <laughs> That's a big sign. Did you? What would be like another big number in Three Body The Musical? Mm. God, it would be so good. So good. Numbers, numbers, numbers in my eyes. Numbers, numbers, numbers at my workplace. <laughs>
0: that one's called Countdown. <laughs>
1: Countdown. Yeah. Take and the whole time you just hear like a like a like a TikTok. Okay. I can't even fucking do it. Yeah. Exactly you give us 22 minutes we'll give you the world that and then what would you like another number be
0: like good cop bad cop with the introduction of dashi yeah
1: totally what is that thing that the commander says he's like there's a war there's like an invisible war happening or whatever there's a war there's a war there's a war beneath our noses there's a war there's a war and then like scientists dying everywhere (laughs) can't stop and i won't stop
0: i'm honestly very here for it
1: yang dong's funeral one more can i just think of three more songs
0: okay ali you have three more songs <laughs> and then
1: and then I have your to get- countdown is <laughs> over
0: and we have to start the episode
1: okay three more songs
0: give me something for shen Yufei.:
1: oh you know what there would be a song there would be well obviously there's the game so that one is like dehydrate dehydrate Oh dehydrate 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 you must dehydrate we must find a calendar before our civilization dies and then it would end with like burn him burn him burn, burn him, him burn him I've got it! <laughs> There would be some type of narrator character maybe or like Uh an overlord or like a narrator that's like civilization 96 burned in a fiery storm and the ground turned to lava. Or it would be very like Pippin where it's like glory glory and it's like blood is the. Guess sunset. That's not how it goes, but. I know what you mean. Okay, so that's one.
0: <laughs> that's the two, game.
1: That's the game. That's the body of the game. Number two, maybe, is Shooter Farmer. Okay. It's not really plot moving.
0: <laughs> right. So
1: it probably wouldn't be a song in the show, but it is a nice little detail. Mm-hmm. Um, All
0: right, you get one more. Fuck,
1: I really wasted the second one. This is like the genie with three wishes. Yep. Okay, my last one. I guess it would have to be maybe something with Shen Yufei, like the standoff. Not with Shen Yu Fei, but with, with like Pan Han. Mm-hmm. In her home. Or like in the in the chemical in the abandoned chemical cafeteria. From a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's
1: like really intense. And it's, like, going really quickly. And you realize that Ye Wen is the commander of the ETO. Mm-hmm. And they sing something that's, like, they, they have, like, their own, like, prayer to, like, try Solaris. Yes. And it's going really quickly. And there's this, like, duet between Pan Han and Ye Wen And then when it reaches its climax, and he gets his neck broken. And then the choreography is amazing. And Ye Wen turns. And she looks at Wang. And she goes, hello, Wang. Don't. You know, like all the instruments. I
0: feel that. I feel that. Also, you know, like maybe that one is kind of like the cell block tango. I was
1: about to say cell block tango. Shut up. You took the words out of my mouth. That's
0: what I was seeing.
1: I wish I had said it at the same time as you. Pop. Six. Cicero. Squid. Lip shit. Dun, dun, nah. You know,
0: like very, very like that. Okay so, okay,
1: so that's all I got. It's
0: interesting that you brought up the abandoned chemical plant from a few weeks ago because last week when the episode ended, we kind of, you know, suspended the story of Ye Wenji's sort of like flashback story retelling Uncut, unabridged, unredacted, true history of Radar Peak to the crowd, to the ETO. This week we're going to finish her flashback, but yes. then we're also going back into
1: the cafeteria. The
0: cafeteria, the actual setting of the cafeteria. Things so I just. Quickly. I hope you're ready.
1: Buckle up because it's time to return to your seats. Intermission has ended and Three Body the Musical is back, baby. Reprise of "Do Not Answer." The lights go up on the stage.
0: The curtain rises. The
1: curtain rises. Do not answer. Do not answer. Do not answer. Start two one boost position and liftoff of the station. You are listening to Radar Peak, a three-body podcast reviewing our way through the three-body problem and discussing its real-life parallels. I'm Allie.
0: I'm Brett. And today we're talking about a decision that could save humanity or doom it. An actual three body system that's not too far from home, and then, at a meeting of the ETO, things get heated, and Ye Wenji goes nuclear. Stay tuned.
1: Energy unit recording. All systems go. Cutting unit recording. All systems go. Amplifier unit recording. All systems go. Interference monitor unit recording. Within acceptable range. Begin transmission. Yegwen-ji cannot believe what she is seeing in the terminal before her. Her heart is racing. She doesn't know what to do. And before she can even do anything, a second message comes in oh. from the transmission receiver. And she immediately deciphers it. And it says, this world has received your message it's like from someone specific and the message says hi i'm a pacifist in this world and it is the luck of your civilization that i am the first to receive your message i'm warning you do not answer do not answer do not answer there are tens of millions of stars in your direction. As long as you do not answer, this world will not be able to ascertain the source of your transmission. Oof. But if you do answer, the source will be located right away. Your planet will be invaded. Your world will be conquered. Do not answer. I repeat, do not answer. Do not answer. Yikes. So what do you think a does? <laughs> I mean,
0: of course she answers.
1: <laughs> well... First, when g is just like, what the fuck is going on? And she just like, kind of like, like she's like, is this real? She kind of like catches her breath. Mm -hmm. You know, she's thinking like, oh my god, like what? Where am I? What year is it? You know, because nine years have passed since she sent that message to the son. Only nine years, but also nine years like of just her, you know, going about her routine, being like a technician, and she's respected, but she's not like she has no political status and just run of the mill. Nothing exciting has come in for nine years. And basically the source of this message, she thinks, must be four light years away, right? Because it's like the amount of time it took for it to get there Mm -hmm. and then the amount of time it took for it to get back.
0: Okay. About nine years.
1: Eight or nine. Because half of that, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's four and a half. I don't know. The math is is it's a little approximate, even in the book. And so she thinks it could only have come from the closest star system. Okay. Do you know the closest star system? Maybe? I'm going
0: to guess. I don't know if this is the name of the star system, so I might not get the name right, but it's either called Alpha Centauri or Proxima Centauri.
1: Babe, you're right. It's Alpha Centauri. Alpha, got it. And well, what's really interesting, so it's it's both. And there's a translator's note in the book. And basically Alpha Centauri to the naked eye on Earth looks like a star. But it's in fact...
0: Oh, I remember.
1: A two-star system. It's a
0: binary system. It's a binary
1: system. But it actually is a three.
0: A tri-solar system. A tri-solar
1: system. system Because there's a third star called Proxima Centauri, which is invisible to the naked eye, but probably gravitationally associated with the double star system. And the Chinese name, which you can see in the book, and small flex here, I can loosely read Mandarin Chinese from my time in high school so I'm able to like look at the characters and be like oh yeah the Chinese name actually does make it clear that it is a three star system because Mm -hmm. their characters have other words inside them and one of those words is the number three
0: so it's these two stars that are orbiting each other and then another star that orbits around the both of them
1: well if you go to Alpha Centauri's Wikipedia page it actually like first sentence of the page Alpha Centauri is a triple star system okay work in the southern constellation of Centaurus it consists of three stars so I mean like Who knows, this translator's note could be like, I don't know, old? Maybe. (laughs) I don't know why.
0: Well, I guess also science is always being updated and refined, you know, as our observational capabilities are upgraded.
1: And it's also, I guess the key here is that that third star is not visible to us.
0: Got it, yeah. So
1: that's why it was considered a two-star system. But I guess, right, later science found that it is, in fact, a three-star system. So it consists of three stars, Alpha Centauri A, Proxima Centauri, and Toliman. Proxima Centauri is also the closest star to the sun, approximately 4.2 light years. So Alpha Centauri A and B are sun-like stars. Okay. And together they form the binary star system called Alpha Centauri AB. They appear to be one single star. From the naked eye, as I said. And it's the brightest star in the constellation and the third brightest in the night sky, outshone only by Sirius and Cannabis. Which okay. I'm obsessed with. We'll have to do some bonus content on them. Alpha Centauri has a mass that's about 1.1 times the mass of the sun and one and a half times the luminosity of the sun. Okay. And Alpha Centauri B is smaller and cooler, 0.9 times the sun's mass and half of its luminosity. Okay, got it. They orbit around a common center with an orbital period of about 79 years. Okay. And their elliptical... Orbit is what's called eccentric, meaning that the distance between A and B varies Okay, from about the distance between Pluto and the sun to the distance between Saturn and the sun. Okay,
0: so enough to like actually make quite a difference gravitationally.
1: Other cool thing, Proxima Centauri has two confirmed planets. Proxima B, which is an Earth-sized planet uh-huh. in the habitable zone, okay. which we discovered in 2016, and Proxima D, which is a candidate called Sub-Earth, which is a planet that has substantially less mass than Earth and Venus, okay. and it orbits very close to the star. And this is really recent. This was announced in 2022. Oh, whoa. So super recent. And also, while I'm talking about this, my mom sent me a great article in Mashable. Okay, okay and you know how James Webb telescope is just
0: crushing it
1: crushing it day after day sending us images that just blow our minds so the Webb telescope recently found a rocky earth sized planet
0: stunning
1: and it's relatively close 41 light years away and yeah I just thought that was cool that is cool right I mean it's not our first exoplanet that's been discovered but it's gotten a picture of it the terrestrial planet Proxima Centauri b discovered in 2016 has an estimated mass whatever it's got like a if they estimate like a minimum mass and an approximate orbit from its nearest star and okay. they believe that places it in the habitable zone
0: Got it. Okay, cool.
1: And then Proxima Centauri C the other planet that was formally published in 2020 Mm -hmm. they think could be like a super earth or a mini neptune wow it's much bigger than earth anyways and
0: liquid water
1: unclear who knows its orbit around proxima centauri Mm -hmm. is approximately 1928 days or 5.28 years
0: wow that's a long year on that planet
1: yeah but time is so relative it's true it's so crazy right because like what is their day their day it could be shorter, you
0: know? Like a short day, but a really long it's year. It's confusing, yeah. Oh,
1: God. In June 2020, a possible direct imaging detection of the planet hinted at the potential presence of a large ring system. Anyways, pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, they plan to observe this exact star system with the James Webb telescope. Perfect. So that's exciting. They're anticipating those observations to happen this year, July oh. or August 2023.
0: Cool. So we'll find out about them, like, maybe mid-late yeah. next year it's something. a
1: pretty sick little
0: that's okay cool
1: right i'm like again xixin Liu doing his research making me wonder blurring those what's lines What's true what's not so she's like okay this must be from alpha centauri she's like holy fucking shit like the universe is not empty at all it's teeming with life the closest star to us has extraterrestrials on it yeah yikes and We just were finally able to send a message that reached far enough, quickly enough for us to hear back. She looks at the waveform display signal continuing to stream in from space, from the Red Coast antenna, and she opens up another interface and she starts deciphering the next message that's coming in because it's not done. Okay. And the message begins to appear just like in real time because, you know, the, the quality is so high. Over the next four hours, Ye just learns of Trisolaris. She she gets all this transmission and she learns about this civilization that has been reborn and reborn and now has moved their efforts to migrate to another star system okay and at 4 a.m the transmission finally ends and there's no more message to be deciphered she's Mm -hmm. received the entire message and the deciphering system just like turns back into its same old string of failure codes of just like static universe noise you know and yay can't believe what's happened but simultaneously she like knows that She's, you know, it's, she's not dreaming. Like, this is really happening. Right. And the sun really is an amplification antenna. So she thinks, why? had my experiment eight years ago not received any echoes, right? Because if she's sending this message to the sun Mm -hmm. and the sun is amplifying it in all directions. Yeah, why
0: didn't it come back?
1: Why didn't it come back to Earth? And she posits all these possible theories, you know, and she's also like, why did, you know, when she compared Jupiter's radio outbursts to the waves that were received from the sun, like why did they not match? Uh You know, because remember, she thought that those were the same. Yeah. So Ye comes up with a bunch of possible theories. But later she says, like years later after leaving red coast she does actually confirm one of her guesses which is that the sun when amplifying the waves actually adds another wave to it and it's a sine wave that would not only make the waveform appear very different from the one coming from jupiter Uh but would also then be filtered out by the deciphering system as you know something that's not alien because it's too it's gonna come through as something that's
0: like too organic exactly okay
1: anyway yay looks around and she's just like okay what am i doing what am i doing what am i doing she looks to her side she looks to her other side there's three others in the control room with her and two of them are chatting in the corner and one of them's napping and she just sort of like gathers herself she doesn't want to alarm anyone Mm -hmm. she maintains her composure stoically she moves all the messages to an encrypted file okay and copies over a segment of noise received a year ago as a substitute for the transmission she received in the last four hours okay so it seems like sneaky sneaky okay so it seems like you know basically she's swapping out what she just received for something they received five years ago to hide sneaky sneaky Mm -hmm. okay i can hear the number now No one can know. And then from the terminal, she places a short message into the Red Coast transmission. Oh my God. Okay. And then she leaves the monitoring control room and she makes her way promptly, but not suspiciously, over to the broadcasting room from monitoring to transmitting. And on her way, you know, she's outside. She has to to go outside. The cold wind hits her face, which is super like hot and bothered. And Mm -hmm. she gets to the main control room for the transmissions and it's much darker. And I can just like really like see all like the cinema of this all you know like going from like the hot like bright room of the monitoring room and then going outside into the whipping cold winds of the Kingong Mountains and then going inside to the to the transmission room which is like dark and just like glowing with like buttons and shit and she passes by a couple guards who pay her no mind I mean she's been here for a decade now and she casually just goes over flips on a bunch of switches to warm up the transmission system two men on duty next to her they're sleepy eyed it's four in the fucking morning yeah i mean yeah and one of them's napping the other one's just like thumbing through a magazine again like yay has no political status here but she's got freedom to like move around and it's nothing out of the ordinary. So they don't, they're not. It, and it's also not out of the ordinary for her to be testing equipment right. before a transmission. So even though a transmission isn't scheduled for another three hours, you know, she, she, she'd test.
0: And she's also like calculated at this point. So oh, she's yeah. like not doing anything that's going to like bring like too much like scrutiny her she's, way.
1: She's very sly. Yeah. And the next 30 minutes is the longest 30 minutes of her life. I'll say. Which is really saying something because she's experienced some excruciating yeah. periods of time. Yay adjusts the transmission frequency to the optimal one for sending and increases the power to maximum. Okay, you can just picture that dialed on God, all the way up.
0: Birds just dropping out of the sky one by one.
1: <laughs> and she puts her eyes to the optical positioning system and basically using like a joystick mm-hmm. moves the antenna so that it's pointing right at the sun. Here we go again. The sun hasn't risen yet. Remember, it's 4 a.m. Yeah. So she's pointing it a little above the sun. She can see it begin to, like, rise in front of the mountains. Okay. She points the antenna, and you can hear the rusty fucking metal, like, of this giant parabolic antenna turning. It's, like, causing this rumbling to sh... And and it's shaking the entire control room, and the men look at her, and they're like, but they don't say anything. And the sun is now rising, and she aims the crosshairs at the upper edge to account for the time it takes for the radio wave to travel to the sun okay and basically systems are a go the transmit button is like the space bar on a keyboard it's okay. rectangular it's red she hovers her fingers over it and the fate of all of humanity is tied to her and without any hesitation she slams down on the transmit button hey Wenji,
0: what are you doing
1: <laughs> one of the men is like what are you doing
0: <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs>
1: Ye smiles and she doesn't say anything. She just presses the yellow button to stop the transmission and moves the control stick so the antenna is pointed just like somewhere else. Okay. She leaves the panel and just walks away. The guy looks at his watch. His shift is over. He picks up the diary, which is supposed to record basically like all tests, all Uh transmissions. And he considers, you know, writing down Ye's operation of transmission, which was out of the ordinary but then he sees the transmission that she sent was less than three seconds so he kind of just is like he tosses it back puts on his cap and he just goes to take his break okay he's tired i love that love a lazy king A lazy boy.
0: But I guess, yeah, also like I mean, if it was less than three seconds, like what really could have been sent in three seconds? Right.
1: He probably thinks it was an accident. Like we don't need to record this. We've been here nine years. Like I think we can all relate to half assing our jobs, Mm -hmm. cutting corners. Maybe you can't Mm. because you're my Capricorn. Yeah, I mean, I
0: I relate to understanding (laughs) the appeal. (laughs) and that's about as much as i can say to to that point
1: brett as a robot or what is it called an animatron
0: i am an artificially intelligent animated humanoid
1: being as a humanoid brett can process what it's like but cannot actually relate yet But he is self-learning, just like Megan. Um, so he goes off to take his break. And little does he know, there is a message flying toward the sun. Oh, boy. And that message says, come here! Exclamation point. Oh, yay. I will help you to conquer this world. Our civilization is no longer capable of solving its own problems. We need your force to intervene and just like that yay when enters the daylight sun and she's just <sighs> dazzled and she collapses to the ground and she faints because holy fuck
0: i mean she's probably like her poor endocrine system is probably worn out by this point like she's probably been so stressed hiding the secret for so long her body's like we're done
1: well for four hours but that's a long time well for i sure. mean
0: since she originally sent the message like, if you've ever held a years, secret
1: email us <laughs> can't relate <laughs> tell us the longest you've held a, you've never held a secret in it's hard to i think it was really easy to lie as a teenager but i feel like when i can't, came into adulthood you can see that i'm lying i yeah, can see same. that i'm lying teenagers have no conscience no <laughs> you know but now yeah it's just like i'm fucking shaking and like laughing i and, can't do it but that's not the only reason she faints oh, okay when she wakes up
0: oh no is she sick
1: well when she wakes up she's in the base clinic And she's sitting next to Yang, her husband, at this point. And he's concerned. And he's looking at her kind of like he looked at her that time when she was on that helicopter and, like, basically saved from dying of hypothermia. Oh, okay. And the doctor speaks to Ye Wenji and he says, you need to get some rest. You're pregnant.
0: Oh, it's when she found out about little Yang Dong. She's gonna have a
1: baby! And that's the end of that chapter. And that's what happened. That's what really happened I mean, at Red Coast.
0: Damn. Yeah. When you really just said fuck all, I don't care about anything. Come on, come here. I'll help
1: you. I mean, it brings burn them. It bring burn them. It it brings back the just the question that I feel like we're always asking each other of like, would you rather have life continue on as fucked up as it is, or would you rather lose life as you know it and the world as you know it? But welcome. I mean, well, just. I mean, it i'm also just getting like tongue twisted because i'm seeing the symbolic parallels with what mao zedong was saying during mm-hmm. the cultural revolution which was that peace comes out of the barrel of a gun yeah and that like you cannot have change without destruction yeah and i feel like that really is you know what Ye wenji believes and i don't know it just these are the questions that it makes me ask
0: mm. a brave new world spearheaded by Ye wenji so fuck right yay sends this message out into the cosmos knowing that it spells the end for humanity or at least hoping potentially if the person on the other end who was saying don't reply to this message is to be believed like she sends this with the full knowledge knowing that like this could be the end of like everyone and everything and she just finds out she's pregnant with yang dong
1: it's ironic r.i.p she's like damning the future
0: And she's carrying the future. I know, it's really fucked up. It's bizarre. Chapter 24 is called Rebellion. And it takes us back into the cafeteria of the abandoned chemical plant where Ye was telling all of this to the ETO and more specifically to Wang. And hearing all of this, like the truth of Red Coast Base, the group is stunned. I mean, you could hear a pin drop. Nobody's really sure what to say. But Wang finally speaks up and asks, you know, Ye, just how exactly did the ETO grow to be the size that it is today?
1: Great question. I'm curious about myself. They
0: have like a very big presence. And Ye's like, well, Wang, the group already knows this story. It's actually based on how I got to know comrade Mike Evans, who we haven't met yet. But you'll remember he was mentioned right as Pan Han was getting his neck snapped.
1: He's an Adventist, if I remember correctly.
0: And Ye's like, I'm not going to waste time retelling this story. So I'll just fill you in later. Though, Wang, for what it's worth, later fully depends on you. And I'm like, okay, Okay. I don't. I don't, like, love these, like, veiled threats yeah, anymore okay. from Ye Wenjie. I used to, like, ride or die for her. And now I'm like.
1: Aren't you his friends?
0: Wait, I, um, I don't know if I like you. It's like
1: when you realize your friend is an absolute sociopath.
0: Yeah. Like, what do you do with that?
1: What do you do with that?
0: So instead, like of telling, and so instead of telling Wang how the ETO got to the size that they got to be today, she says, Wang, I actually want to hear about your nanomaterial research.
1: Mm, you know, I do too.
0: And Wang's like, okay, yeah, great. Sure. Fine. Okay, fine. Uh, but tell me this first, this Lord that you've been talking about, mm. why is it so terrified of the work that I've been doing? Mm. And we finally get an answer. is yeah, like, Dying to know." your nanomaterial research, Wang, would allow humans the ability to escape 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 gravity and build in space on a scale that they've never been able to before and putting it all together wang is like you mean like a space elevator and have you heard of space elevators by the way no only like
1: charlie and the chocolate factory okay well like
0: (laughs) they don't exist currently but we're not too far away from them existing in reality no from the wikipedia a space elevator is it
1: a rocket ship
0: (laughs) better than okay also referred to as a space bridge A star ladder or an orbital lift is this proposed type of planet to space transportation system. Got
1: it. Like a shuttle.
0: Exactly. A pulley. (laughs) The main component would be a cable Mm -hmm. that's anchored to the surface of whatever planet it's existing on and then going out and extending into space.
1: It's a gondola.
0: More or less, yeah. The design would permit vehicles to travel up the cable from a planetary surface, such as the Earth, directly into orbit without the use of of large rockets.
1: That is sick. Why haven't we done that?
0: So, well, I mean, really we're only bound by our advances in technology, really. Right. On Earth, basically the way that it would work is you would have to build it at the equator, have a cable attached to the ground so that from, you know, the point where in our atmosphere where gravity stops having an effect, from there down to the surface, gravity is keeping that portion of the tether got it outside that point the tether Mm. keeps extending beyond what's called geostationary orbit which is where like the gps satellites hang out it's like you know they're out there but they're not like moving around and orbiting they're like in the exact same spot over like the continent of africa North America, things like that.
1: They are? They're not orbiting. They are orbiting. So are some Adelaide? They
0: are orbiting, but if you're in geostationary, it means you're in a singular spot.
1: Interesting. On purpose.
0: On purpose. Okay. So the way that this would work is that from there down, gravity is holding the line tight. Right. And from there out there's an upward centrifugal force that's Mm. pulling out on it so literally the gravity of the planet pulls down centrifugal up force pulls out and this line stays tight all the way from the ground into orbit and it takes away the need to be getting into a rocket ship to go on space missions and it just makes it a lot more accessible to leave the ground go up and build things basically i love
1: that I love
0: that. From a story posted on Insider, our current technologies could allow for the construction of a space elevator, though the cost would fall somewhere between $1 and $90 billion.
1: Okay, that's actually, like, not that much money. How much was Twitter bought for?
0: But also, it's <laughs> also not very cost-effective, because, like, $90 billion? It doesn't cost $90 billion to launch a rocket.
1: I know, but, like, rockets are so much less... Capable. I mean But because, I guess
0: also like you know, you think about like the draw of a space elevator, there's no risk of it blowing up.
1: Exactly. Destroying it, it the can, You can send a lot more, a lot quicker. Because think about how often like a rocket goes out.
0: It's like going down the street, but you're going to space.
1: But if you have like a fucking gondola, it's like and easy. a series of gondolas.
0: And according to Stephen Cohen, who is a physics professor at Vanier College in Montreal, writing for Scientific American, space elevators could be our reality in the next two to three decades so we're not that far off based on like actual technology technology material formulations themselves i mean because like specifically wang is having this idea because he works in applied research of nanomaterials and the eto's lord wants these nanomaterials wiped from the face of the planet because apparently in some way these nanomaterials are going to allow them to potentially build a space elevator
1: and that would be bad
0: well so ye is glad to see that wang is tracking with the reasoning. like really in the grand scheme of everything that trisolarans have accomplished like let's just be real a space elevator isn't really that meaningful because i mean they can travel through the cosmos so what they can yeah like big deal. The we can make one space
1: elevator from here to like a singular location like so what who cares <laughs> but
0: to humans a space elevator would prove to be like a profound leap in their technology it would basically take the need for launching rockets to reach near-Earth orbit fully out of the equation, and it would make it exponentially easier for humans to leave the ground and reach space for construction projects, specifically defense construction projects. And for a race of beings who are dead set on conquering a planet, they obviously want as few to no planetary defensive practices in place as possible for when they get there.
1: Right, so we could, like, theoretically build some sort of, like, the cat force field around the planet if we could do that something something
0: so if they if they are able to successfully stop the development of these nanomaterials
1: they'll be able to maybe when they get
0: here they will be able to show up and they won't really be met with any kind of resistance sick swift will be their takeover is what they're hoping for okay so then another question from wang what happens at the end of the countdown
1: oh something we've been asking ourselves for chapters
0: i mean you're not going to get the answer yay smiles and she shakes her head. No idea. Wow. Wang is like,
1: Do they arrive? That's my guess. Like at the end of the countdown, they arrive? Maybe.
0: Okay, go on. Maybe something. I mean, Maybe at this something point, worse. The, the unknown unknowns, I think, are the things that scare me the most. Mm. And Wang says to Ye, he's like, You know, you know, it's meaningless to try to stop me, right? Like, even if I quit my research with nanomaterials, enough has been published, yeah, that someone else will just figure out the remainder. Like, basically, why bother trying to stop the development of nanomaterials? And Ye's like, Wang, of course i know it's meaningless the way that we're going about disrupting science is way more effective than just stopping your research like don't think so highly of yourself Uh it's honestly better for us to confuse all the scientists and the people listening to their basic research and so wang is like okay yay since we're talking about basic research How did your daughter Yang Dong die? And Wang can tell this question kind of wounds Ye. Her eyes dim ever so slightly, and she waits a few moments before speaking, and literally just glosses past it, and says something along the lines of like, you know, our Lord is so much more powerful than any of us. Really, anything we do is meaningless. So we're really just trying our best. Uh, But he could see in her eyes there was like a like a pain that Uh, like only he was aware of, because like (laughs) only the two of them have shared these like you know really tender one. On one moments in her apartment,
1: that does not sit right with me.
0: And at that moment, loud Panhan. booms. <laughs> just no, I mean, yeah, his Pan Han's reanimated corpse stands lying. up and does a tap dance.
1: We get at Bernies. <laughs>
0: At that moment, loud booms ring out and echo through the cafeteria as the doors are blown open, and a cadre of soldiers rushes in in formation, all holding machine guns.
1: We will, we will rock you.
0: But these soldiers aren't rebels from the ETO. No, mama, the army has entered the chat.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Quickly and near silently, the soldiers rush in and surround the ETO rebels. The last person Wang sees walking through through the doors is captain shu chang <sighs> Jacket open, I imagine like a cigarette hanging out of his lips, and he's holding his handgun like he's about to pistol whip somebody.
1: I love that. Also,
0: I imagine this whole thing is in slow motion.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very like I like, and the camera pans from like his feet. up Group
0: ensemble entrance and yeah, like yeah. heist movie, like very like that, like Ocean's Eight or and he something. Goes,
1: Did you miss me?
0: Mm-hmm. And for all his flaws, Dasha seems like he's pulled this one off. He runs forward into the crowd, and with this loud crack ringing out, one of the ETO rebels falls to the ground from taking a knock to the head because they had tried to grab a gun that they were hiding. This fallen soldier drops their gun on the way down and it slides away from their body as army soldiers begin shooting at the ceiling to cause confusion between the ETO members.
1: Classic police strategy.
0: In the commotion Wang can feel someone grab him by the shoulders forcefully and he's pulled away from the rebels and behind a line of army soldiers so that he's safe. At this point Dasha is ready for a show and he puts on his bad cop routine that, you know, we saw on the first day he met Wang. Yeah, he screams out to the crowd. He's like, "Everybody, drop your weapons! Or I swear to God, I will kill the next son of a bitch who tries anything silly with me."
1: No one do anything silly.
0: He points to the army soldiers behind
1: him, and See, he wait. is someone goes, someone blows a streamer. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, and he just fucking shoots him bow, dead. Bow, 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 bow. What did I just say? Nothing silly. Carry that. <laughs> yeah.
0: He points to the army soldiers that are standing behind him. And to the ETO rebels, he's like, I know none of you are afraid to die, but neither are we. Normal police protocol, like, don't get it twisted. That doesn't apply to you. <laughs> laws of warfare don't even apply to you you're all treating the entire planet like it's your enemy there's no limit to the number of things that will do to you like don't test us they are
1: kind of um traitors of the whole human race i
0: mean yeah and i was just also thinking like work i like this side of Dasha. like literally just showing up kicking ass and taking names I'm i know like, i'm
1: like maybe Dasha was never who he said he was all along like a bumbling you know
0: like incapable yeah, yeah like he oof. he seems fairly capable right now
1: maybe that was part of his strategy all along
0: yeah wenji doesn't seem the slightest bit phased by any of this
1: she's seen too much
0: three eto rebels rush out one of them is the woman who snapped Han's neck and they make a beeline for the three-body sculpture in the center of the room and, oh shit and each of them grab one of the floating spheres from the sculpture
1: oh shit
0: each of them raises the spheres above their head and the narrator i thought this was funny the narrator here says that it looked like they're about to start a gymnastics routine
1: that's hilarious Just like
0: in unison picking these balls up over their head
1: again cue music <laughs>
0: And Pan Han's assassin <laughs> screams back to Da She's like, Officers, we're each holding a nuclear bomb with a yield of one and a half kilotons.
1: Ooh. Not too big. Big if true. <laughs> not
0: too small, but just right.
1: Just big enough to.
0: I'm holding the detonator.
1: Oh.
0: He's a sick freak. For real. Neck-snapping, bomb-detonating...
1: Badass. Baddie. Fentanyl girl.
0: And also, I thought it was important to reference. So they're talking about having nuclear bombs that are a kiloton and a half of nuclear yield. Meaning? That's about a tenth the nuclear yield of the bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima.
1: Okay, so... So,
0: like, really not small.
1: Right, but would kill...
0: Everybody in the room.
1: Absolutely. And then some. The town. The town.
0: Of course, nobody moves. Well, I mean, nobody except for Dasha. But like, he's only moving because he's putting his gun back into his holster. He's like,
1: he's like, wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk about this.
0: Girls are crazy. Girls are crazy. the young woman who's like i've got the detonator she's like we only have one demand let the commander go free and then whatever game it is that you're here to play with us we'll play
1: game on these
0: people are crazy but yay is obviously ready to go down with the ship and she's like no i'm staying Dashu leans over to one of the army soldiers and he's like hey um is she telling the truth?" Are those nuclear bombs? One of the soldiers from the army tosses a bag over to the three women that has a scale on the inside of it. Think like the produce scales you see at the supermarket. Okay. And these three women start going sphere by sphere and weighing their spheres so that the army can see what they weigh in at. The first two appear to be duds because they're not very heavy and they drop their spheres on the ground, just sort of like cackling being like, you know, just... Gotcha. They're holding a bomb like, hey, hey, we got you.
1: but the last one
0: but then dasha realizes that they are really playing with fire when it gets to the woman who's like i have the detonator because the scale the weight drops all the way to the bottom Mm. and dasha is like oh fuck she really is holding an explosive a detonation expert who's standing beside dasha is like listen convenient we know that these spheres are have heavy metals and other explosives inside them just because of what they weigh they might be nuclear they might not be nuclear who knows but like we know that there's probably definitely explosives in there but we also don't know if they are actually even rigged to explode they could just have the material on the inside so like we've got to figure out a way to like get these things out of play yeah and then he has an idea dasha shoot the sphere okay and is like are you crazy like do you do you want us all to die wouldn't that just set off the explosion yeah but the detonation expert is like i mean yeah it would set off the explosion but it would be scattered and the explosion would be starting from the outside in not the inside out so more likely than not the nuclear core wouldn't even be engaged
1: honestly good point i also am like how is this conversation happening like like it goes from like such like an intense fast paced standoff to then, like a full blown, like sit down, sort of like, I don't know, muttering to each other. Like a
0: conclave. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Like,
1: Wait, someone bring out the produce scale. A bombclave. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bomb-tourage.
0: So as they're discussing these options, Dasha walks out into the center of the cafeteria near the young woman. And she's like, stop. I'm warning you. And she's like really shaking this bomb in front of him. Finger on the detonator. But Dasha is like, ma'am, I need you to calm down. Also, but I'm like, when has that ever worked out well for a man to tell a woman to calm down? That's right. And she has a nuclear bomb. Like, Dasha is fucking crazy. Yeah. He reaches into his jacket and he pulls out an envelope to hand to her. And at this point, Dasha's got his good cop hat on. I know how to do this. Oh my
1: God. What is this letter about to be?
0: He's like, I really think you want to know what's in this envelope. We found your mother.
1: Okay.
0: And like, we don't know who this woman is like other than she killed Pan Han, but like apparently right. this means a lot to her. Right. Cause in that instant, <laughs> the young woman was disarmed. Where before they saw this like fierce rebel fighter, now they just saw a woman who was like laid bare and vulnerable with the news that Dasha just gave to her. Okay. Dasha walks closer. He's no more than five meters away from her at this point, and a man from the side of the rebels comes over to Dasha to take the envelope from him. It all happened so quickly. The young woman never saw it coming. As the man approached Dasha to take the the envelope, and blocking her view, Dasha pulls his gun from its holster and fired it in such a lightning-swift motion that all the young woman saw was a bright flash by the man's ear standing in front of Dasha. The bullet made contact with the sphere in her hands and exploded the sphere in an instant. My girl.
1: Damn, wait, so she dies.
0: Well, we'll get there.
1: Wait, I just, this is reminding me, remember that one time that you were like, let's talk about the way Sishin Liu writes female characters? Uh Uh-huh. This is giving back. Mm-hmm. of just like okay this badass chick who's like devoted her life to to not only like Krav Maga and, but also
0: like a righteous, holy cause in her eyes. Yes,
1: and and is like worshipping Ye Wenji in the ETO and is like one of like the closest comrades to mm-hmm. the commander. Here is that they have an envelope with a letter from her mom and, and suddenly took. she's like, oh my god, I'm are you serious?
0: Well, I want you to hang on <laughs> okay. to that thought. Okay. At this point, sphere exploding. In his ears, all Wang can hear is that really, you know, like high-pitched, kind of muffled, like really high-frequency frequency ring from like being too close to an explosion been
1: there not go on i've
0: seen it on tv that's like all i know
1: i've not been there
0: no i've been in my neighborhood the week of fourth of july yeah i can identify
1: can you spell tinnitus no i cannot (laughs)
0: no (laughs) the room is filled with darkness to the point where wang obviously can't see anything but again he feels a set of hands forcefully dragging him, this time outside of the cafeteria. Okay. By As, the
1: by the legs?
0: <laughs> I'm imagining maybe by the shoulders.
1: Okay. <laughs> like a pull. Yeah. Come with me. It's Jack Bauer. Ding ding. Ding ding. ding, ding. <laughs>
0: And as Wang gets outside, he notices just like literal massive puffy clouds of yellow smoke pouring through the exploded double doors from the bomb that just went off on the inside. And as Wang pays attention, he can tell there's an intense firefight that's happening inside. Just like I mean, imagine. Yeah. Completely obscured by smoke and just bullets flying everywhere. Wang stands and tries to go back inside, but the explosives expert stops him, reminding him of the radiation danger. Reminding on the him that
1: he's the protagonist. <laughs>
0: You can't die. You have main character energy.
1: That's right. <laughs> so he's reminding him what?
0: That really, he can't afford to go inside because it could be contaminated with nuclear material. Right. In the chaos of the shootout, the narrator tells us that twelve ETO rebels died.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The rest of them, more than two hundred, according to the narrator, were arrested along with their leader Ye Wenji. Wow. The only That's casual... a lot of handcuffs. That's a lot of fisticuffs. <laughs> But also, like, the army showed up, so, like, you know, I imagine they probably came with extra zip ties. <laughs>
1: you're right, you're right. You know. You're a 100% right.
0: The only casualty of the bomb itself was the young woman who was holding it. The explosion left her body shredded and bloody. Just absolutely. Sad.
1: She never got to read that letter from her mom?
0: Made a mess of her. Well, we'll get there.
1: Let me guess. No,
0: don't. Tasha Th- <laughs> got semi-lucky. The man who walked up to him to take the envelope shielded him from the worst of the nuclear explosion, so the core did actually engage, unfortunately. Like, Oof. unlike what they were planning on. So
1: they are all gonna die from Though, cancer.
0: the narrator says that everyone who stayed inside the cafeteria had extensive radiation exposure. Dasha suffered a severe level of contamination.
1: Oh no, he really is gonna die of radiation poisoning maybe.
0: Ambulances arrive on the scene and Dasha gets loaded up onto a stretcher and placed inside to be transported to hospital.
1: Don't worry, it's just a couple scratches, Wang. I'll be out before you know it. I
0: guess I mean like you know third eye literally sprouting from his forehead the scene I mean had to have looked like something from Chernobyl because every medical official who showed up at the place after the fact was dressed in like their best nuclear hazmat suits Yeah,
1: as one does.
0: So Dasha gets loaded up into the ambulance. Wang can't get close enough to Dasha because he wasn't inside for the worst of the explosion. But he is able to talk to Dasha through the glass of the ambulance window. So he asks him, he speaks up, and he's like, Dasha, the woman who was holding the bomb, who's her mother? And Dasha smiles and goes... (sighs) fuck if i know lucky guess that a girl holding a nuclear bomb would have mommy issues lol i've been doing this for 20 years after all i mean it's not hard to get a good read on people oh my god so that's what i meant of like hold on to that because like you're really gonna like dig your heels in because i'm like
1: mm-hmm. yeah very. also like okay if like another like kind of just like wait, wait eye roll i have is the uh bomb specialist mm-hmm. being like shoot it i know that'll be fine yep. <laughs> and then it's like oh actually i was wrong yeah nope. like i don't know i just feel like dosh is like celebrating his big strategy with like the envelope mm-hmm. and how it worked out because he was able to shoot the bomb but he's literally ended up being nuclear anyway dying
0: of radiation poisoning yeah i'm
1: like okay well toxic masculinity dies hard am i right <laughs>
0: And so learning that Dasha just literally got about as lucky as you can get with guessing. Wang is like, oh buddy, oh pal, I bet you're really proud of yourself. You were right. Someone really was behind all of these attacks. He forced himself to smile, hoping that Dasha would be able to see him through the glass and Dasha, hearing him, goes, Wang, you were the one who were right. Like, <laughs> lol, little did I know there were gonna be actual fucking aliens involved in this. And that's the end, Allie, of, no, <laughs> of the chapter. It was maddening I couldn't believe it. I, that
1: I, is maddening. I, I'm j- I'm shunked.
0: It, like, feels it. it feels like it's supposed to be a happy ending.
1: Bizarre. But, like,
0: Dasha is, like, ma- like his DNA is, like, getting ripped Strambled. to shreds in the back of this ambulance.
1: I kind of love it, though. Like, Dasha needed, like, a big kind of character. Someone needed to change. You know what I mean? I guess, but, a like, lot like of the things bomb
0: were was going to go off anyway.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, I <laughs> don't... But
0: Wang is alive.
1: They did something. They did manage to arrest everyone, and I guess that is the... The ultimate win I does the end justify the guess? means
0: well well next week to give you just a little geezer. preview of where we're going tell me we're going to be covering the deaths of lazy cheng and yang winning
1: <gasps> commissar Lei and yang her husband
0: and remember a couple chapters ago she got married at the base yeah she got pregnant and was carrying yang dong and then tragically an accident claimed the life of her husband yang winning and commissar Lei.
1: okay sus
0: prepare yourself because next week we're not just gonna find out how they died but also who murdered them
1: cue music what's the song oh yes so yes so yes they both Mm -hmm. that's where we're going understandable yeah well guys Listen, thanks for tuning in. Whether you hate us or love us. We don't care. We don't care. And if you don't love us, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. Burn them. (laughs) I hope your 2023s are getting off to a good start. Jupiter is in Aries, which means that.
0: Come on, personal development.
1: You're on fucking fire right now. Yeah. So just.
0: Lightning bolts of intuition.
1: Let your intuition, your inspiration just pulse through you. Be present, but be gentle with love. Pew, pew, pew. And then reprise Three Body, the musical. (laughs) Three body problem. It's the three body problem.
0: I imagine like the spheres can like fall down from the proscenium, like the chandelier in In Phantom of the Opera. But also. I think that's good. (laughs) Allie, I am, as much as I am live, laugh, loving this conversation.
1: I know, me too. We're in our funny era.
0: The drugs help.
1: (laughs) Oh, the ones that you injected into my neck before this.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: you've been listening to radar peak a three-body podcast subscribe and download on apple podcasts or on spotify so you never miss an episode and for exclusive content we might not have time for subscribe to our patreon one last thing before you go if you enjoyed today's episode leave a review and tell your friends about us join in on the conversation when you follow us on twitter at radar peak pod see you there